Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yanks, Giants, Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'm your host, Don. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'll be talking about the Rangers falling to the Penguins in Game 3 of the Series 7-4 and trailing 2-1 in the series overall now. So let's go ahead and get started. The Rangers lost to the Pens in Game 3 of the series Saturday night in Pittsburgh, 7-4. This was a game where the Rangers fell behind early by a large margin. Then they stormed back to tie it, and then they kind of fell apart at the end. It had a lot of things in it this game. There were more bad ref calls, more weird bounces. We had a pulled goalie. But in the end, it was another brutal loss for the Rangers. And that's two in three games where, boy, oh boy, you really thought they could have won and should have won this game. So let's dig into the game a little bit. The Penguins opened the scoring early in the first period with a goal that was banked off. I guess it was either a Ranger defenseman's ass or Igor. As the net was getting moved off the mooring, it was ruled no goal. It went to the review and the refs ultimately reversed it and gave Pittsburgh the goal. Uh, The refs have really not been helpful one bit to the Rangers this whole series. It was the second time a goal review went against the Rangers. One time it wiped off what would have been the winning goal in Game 1, and this time it gave Pittsburgh a goal in Game 3. It looked like it was probably the right call this time, although it was hard to see. It certainly in Game 1 was the wrong call and totally changed the series. But of course, you know, one way or the other, this call went to Pittsburgh. Just about every single other referee call in this series has gone the Penguins' way. But I digress. Uh, A few minutes later, after that, Kako answered with a goal for the Rangers to make it 1-1. Kako really is having a strong playoff so far. It's not getting talked about a lot, but for a guy that has been out a lot of the season and has underperformed, really, for the number two overall draft pick in his career, he has had a strong three games against the Penguins, and we have to hope he continues to step it up. So at that point, it was 1-1 in the game after Kako scored about eight minutes into the game. Another horseshit referee call put Braun in the penalty box for the Rangers. I mean, it was a little nothing. It almost looked like literally nothing, like he missed him and, and the Penguin fell down. But in any case, he called Braun for a penalty, and Pittsburgh scored a power play goal with traffic in front of Igor to take a 2-1 lead. I mean, every single call at that point seemed to be going Pittsburgh's way. It was just brutal. Put the goal back on the board, call a nothing penalty, power play goal, and all of a sudden, instead of, you know, whatever it would have been, it's 2-1 Pittsburgh. After Cop then took a high-sticking penalty, Pittsburgh scored yet another power play goal on the Rangers, and it was Pittsburgh being up 3-1. By the way, this was another one with the puck luck and weird bounces. Ten minutes into the game, it was 3-1 Pittsburgh, and it was the worst friggin' puck luck I've ever seen in in a ten-minute part of a period the the first goal was a bank off the ranger defender's ass as the goal was coming off the moorings the second goal there was a shot on the power play in front of igor had it covered moved around somehow the puck dislodged and slid into the net and the third goal it was a shot it bounced wide of the net it was a, a slap shot that bounced off the boards right of the net then came immediately straight back out between Igor's legs from behind him to in front of him, right to the guy who shot the puck, who then put in his own rebound 
to make it 3-1. I mean, the puck luck the Rangers had in the first 10 minutes of this game was absolute insanity. I, I can't get over how lucky those three goals were. But no matter what, and again, you know, here where the Rangers need to play much, much better defensively than they had in the first two games. No matter what you say, the Rangers had given up three goals in the first 11 minutes of the game. This was a game where the Rangers talked about being better defensively beforehand. You need to continue to give up less chances, right? You had 83 shots on goal in that triple overtime, 40-something shots on goal in game two. And and you talked about limiting the shots, and here you are three minutes into the game. You know, there, there was another terrible turnover by Schneider and led to an immediate goal by Pittsburgh, and it was 4-1. So, you know, it really was tough to take with the Rangers talking about how well they need to play. And again, a lot of it was really bad puck luck, just some ridiculous puck luck and bad refereeing. But, you know, it is what it is. And this is the playoffs. The Rangers, you know, missed the net on tons of very good scoring chances in the first period and kind of throughout the game. The first period was absolutely one to forget for the Rangers. Between all the horrible puck luck, some terrible referee calls, missing the net over and over, and a few bad turnovers. It was one of the worst and most forgettable periods the Rangers have had. I mean, even though they really honestly seemed like they were the better team, they still ended up giving up 15 shots on goal and and four goals. So, you know, you can put lipstick on that pig all you want, talk about the refs, and talk about the bad puck luck, which existed. But they still ended up giving 15 shots in the first period, which is way too many, and four goals. Then in what was a shocking move to, I think, everyone, including me, Gallant replaced Igor with Georgiev to start the second period. And that was kind of a numbing shock for me because Igor didn't play badly at all. Like I said, those first three goals were just ridiculously weird, bad puck luck. And the fourth goal was just a great shot. It was a bad turnover by Schneider, and it was a, a, a... tremendous wrist shot, you know, that hit the corner of the net. None of them were bad goals. And I say this because the goal that beat the Rangers by Georgiev later was a bad goal. So in any case, it was shocking, you know, astounding to me that, that, you know, he was replaced with Georgiev. But Gallant sort of has the magic touch with a lot of these things. Um, it was clearly designed to give the Rangers some kind of spark, as it does, you know, in hockey when you sometimes replace the goalie for no other reason than to, you know, wake the team up. You know, let, let's face it here. It's not often that you see the goalie that will likely win the Vezina Trophy this year being pulled from a playoff game after the first period. So, yes, a little bit of shock. The Rangers then did come out strong in the second period. It worked like a charm. Uh, chance after chance after chance. And finally... Finally, Frank Vitrano buried one to make it 4-2. And by the way, Frank Vitrano continues to play well. A a simple and effective game. And if you listen to past podcasts, you'd know that he's one of my favorite Rangers now. And I had thought before the playoffs that he would really perform well because the playoffs are made for a game, you know, that Vitrano plays. Simple, straightforward, speed, get the puck, shoot the puck, which is great. And uh, Vitrano buried one, and it was 4-2. Uh, it was a critical goal at the time because another goal at that point would have effectively ended it, you know, right in the second period. Then about a minute later, after a mad scramble in front of the Pittsburgh net, uh, Artemi Panarin buried a wrist shot. Um, and the game was suddenly 4-3 and the Rangers were buzzing. Um, the goaltending change worked, you know, because the Rangers end up having the first 11 shots of the second period. 
And with the Rangers call for yet another penalty from these insane referees, uh, the Rangers ended up tying the game up 4-4 on a really exciting shorthanded goal. Kevin Rooney stole the puck, you know, along the near the boards there, uh, then got in on a partial breakaway uh, as he was getting hooked and a delayed penalty. He kind of drove to the goal. The goalie made a save, you know, and while Chris Letang of the Penguins was, you know, Pushing off the goal, <laughs> the goal from the goal mouth. Cop knocked in the rebound from midair, uh, put it in the net, and the Rangers tie the game 4 4. Uh, Andrew Cop continues, by the way, to produce for the Rangers. Vetrano and Cop have been just outstanding additions to the Rangers, as, as is Tyler Mott, by the way, for what he is. Um, he would have, you know, been considered here as well, but he's been hurt and has not played in the playoffs yet, though he had a Good, you know, finish to the season for a fourth-line player, penalty killer that he is. So at this point, it's 4-4, and each of the first three, um, it, it's interesting because this was, you know, a shorthanded goal. And on each of the first three Pittsburgh power plays, it was the Rangers who had actually been dominant. You know, the Rangers had fantastic shorthanded chances, and Pittsburgh had almost no scoring chances on any of their power plays. And, you know, on the first two, the Penguins ended up scoring lucky goals at the tail end of each power play. Um, and on this one, the Rangers, after scoring that shorthanded goal, finally did kill off a penalty here. Uh, then with, I don't know, I guess it was a minute and a half left in the second period, an actual miracle happened. The referees called a penalty on Pittsburgh, raised the flag, played the tunes. We actually got a power play, believe it or not. I mean, the, the, the calls had been so slanted, the refereeing, it just, and I usually don't ever get on and start bitching about the refs in, in any game or, or in any sport. But I got to say, through the first three games of, of this series, there's something going on. I mean, the Rangers, it feels like, have to beat the Penguins and the refs here if they're going to do it. But, you know, you can't make excuses about the refs, but I'm just going to call a spade a spade here. Um, the second period ended with the Rangers on the power play. The game was tied 4-4. Uh, kind of at that period, everyone thought it was a miraculous uh, turnaround. The Rangers had all the momentum. They had played so much better defensively, uh, you know, with the goaltender change. It wasn't, you know, that Georgiev was overly good, but it was the Rangers who were overly good once the goaltender change was made. The Rangers actually got another power play early in the third, but could not convert. Um, it was a pretty good power play. They got a lot of chances, but they didn't score. Then a little bit later in the third, Nemeth, my least, least favorite Ranger, again, managed to annoy the shit out of me. The Penguins were pressing in the Rangers' zone, putting on a lot of pressure. The Rangers uh, had to talk about, I don't know, Nemeth had the puck about a foot from the blue line. Somehow he managed to not get the puck out of the zone. Ended up turning it over. After that, Penguins had two or three more prime scoring chances. Like, Georgiev actually made a few good saves on. Um, he had not played poorly at that point, Georgiev. But still, Nemeth drives me nuts. I mean, I, I, you have to understand the difference between the regular season and the playoffs. And not that it's ever acceptable. But when you're getting pressured... And then you have a little time and space, and you are a foot from the blue line. You cannot try to make silly, easy, lateral moves and be fancy. You have to get the puck out of the zone. And it's amazing to me that after all this time and all this, these tough three games, that the there are certain Rangers that still cannot get that in their friggin' mind. So he turned the puck over, and they were stuck in their zone for another minute and a half. Um, and Gilgard was forced to make a couple pretty good saves, and it, it, 
it really it hurt the Rangers in the long run. And and Nemeth is just driving me nuts. Um, after some outstanding chances, I'd say on both sides, the Penguins then scored on what was not a great goal right between Gurigov's leg. Uh, with nine minutes left in the game, this was a bad goal. Um, and it gave the Rangers a 5-4 to four lead. And once again, Nemeth overskated the puck in the corner, turned it over, and Pittsburgh ended up scoring. I cannot stand Nemeth. He probably heard this once or twice from me before, or 10 or 12 times. Nemeth was friggin' minus three for the night and suck balls yet again. I have had enough of him, Gallant. Enough. Get him the frig out of there. Um, it was a back-breaking goal after the Rangers had come all the way back, right? They stormed back from being down 4-1, made it 4-4. And the goal, by the way, that went through his gains was kind of a soft goal. It was exactly the kind of goal that Georgiev would give up, but Igor does not. And it broke our back this time. During much of the latter part of the third period, by the way, the Rangers continually seemed to be I don't know, a fraction of a second too slow or anything, not clearing the puck, not making a pass, just the slightest of hesitations. When you watch a hockey game and you can see the gyrations in the back and forth, you can feel it, like who wins the small battles, who's quickest to a 50-50 puck. And you could see during the whole latter part of the third period, even before the Penguins scored that, they were just, you know, I don't want to say a step slow, but but a fraction of a step. They seem to have, it's not complacency, I don't know what it is, but... Um, they were not making the certain quick pass, and that's for sure. Um, and then as the third period got down to five, then four, then three minutes, the Rangers refused, in my mind, to just cross the red line and dump the puck. And they had turnover after turnover and just kept getting pinned in their own defensive zone. And I don't understand it. I, I, it's something where I feel like you have to, at some point, almost through you know, experience, learn what you need to do in certain points. And they kept trying to, you know, like a rat in a maze, you know, uh, the definition of insanity, trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. You have to go a different way. You have to do something different. In any case, um, it was just tough to watch at the end. Pittsburgh closed the scoring, you know, uh, with the Rangers nets empty and ended up scoring two open net goals. So instead of 5-4, it ended up 7-4. Uh, overall, this was a tough game for the Rangers. They had an awful first period and not a great third period. And in the middle of that, they had a very good second period. The Rangers are in big trouble in this series as we sit here and I'm recording this on Sunday. They absolutely have to win game four. They cannot go down 3-1 in this series. Again, in the times that the Rangers aren't playing well against Pittsburgh, they're trying to be too friggin' fancy and not shoot the puck or just clear the zone or just dump the puck. Those simple things, which they need to do, they're not doing. It happened over and over in the third period. Don't be fancy, Rangers. Shoot the puck, clear the zone, dump the puck. It's something that, you know, I think they have to start, you know, tattooing it on their foreheads or something. Also, one or two more quick notes. While Mika Zibanejad has not played particularly poorly, um, he certainly has not performed like he's one of the best players in hockey so far in the series, which I think he is. He needs to become a force for the Rangers. He is one of the best centers in the NHL and, frankly, sometimes one of the best players in all of hockey. But he's not playing like it in this series. He's certainly working hard, playing good defensively. 
but he's got to bury some pucks here. I mean, he's our number one center. He is a dynamic and dominant player, and he has to bury some pucks and start carrying his team a little bit. On the upside for Mika, I'd say he's actually doing better on faceoffs than I expected so far. And by the way, Panarin continues to be too friggin' fancy with the puck again. You know, there were time after time, although slightly less so in this game, but, you know, still, he thinks it's the regular season where he's got time and space and continues to try to do 98 head fakes instead of just banking it off the boards, dumping the puck, or making a simple play. He's looking for that 80-foot cross-ice pass where you're not going to be able to do that 90% of the time here. So the team and Panarin and Mika need to pick it up and start producing and hopefully, you know, get a win somehow Monday night in Pittsburgh in Game 4. That's when the Rangers will be back in action in the critical Game 4. Again, that's Monday night in Pittsburgh. And that's it. I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports, and please subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends all about it. I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks, and have a good day.